Too bad you can't get famous just for telling stories, huh? Wait! Hey, wait, that's it! That's it! Listen, we need something that will play to your strengths of loving the sound of your own voice and talking forever. Podcasts. It's like radio, but it's not on the radio. As you may have heard, an Alaska Airlines flight had to make an emergency landing after a cabin door broke off. Here at Alaska, safety is our number one concern. But you gotta admit, look pretty cool. Plane flying around, no door. You know, everyone's screaming, cell phones whipping out into the sky. It was awesome. That's why our new slogan is, Alaska Airlines, you didn't die, and you got a cool story. And it was also revealed that a bunch of Jews were literally undermining our country with a network of tunnels under Brooklyn. I don't know what exactly they were doing under there, but if it had to be done in a secret and illegal tunnel system, guarantee it was despicable. Did you know that 25% of women are currently being treated for mental illness? That means 75% of them are walking around unmedicated. I assume. Whoa, knowledge and assumptions, those are like Loggins and Messina. They seem similar, but time proves one of them to be completely worthless. So fly Alaska. Fly Alaska. We're the same airline where a pilot tried to turn off the engine mid-flight while on mushrooms. And now we're so proud to say that's our second worst flight. Alaska Airlines, still better than spirit. Good morning, America. How are you? I'm Rabbi Dave. Good morning. I am Friar Rod. And uh, this is going to be one of those days. You know the days I'm talking about? The the days where prep time just went out the window for this show. So if you're coming here today, right, if you're coming here today, though, expecting to be awed by deep conversation, probably isn't going to happen. Nah, nah. This is going to be, as my son often refers to it, as complaints with dad. Because that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite bits from Ben. As he he was listening to what the frock, or I believe it was DNR back then. Yeah, and he just said, "What is this? Just complaints with dad?" Pretty much. Which was funny. Two old guys complaining about things. So there's been a lot of interference. We're almost an hour behind schedule this morning mm-hmm. because there's been a great deal of interference with prep time. And it continues even as I'm trying yeah, to get set up here. still busy. Yeah. Because see, busy, my busy. coffee cup, I have a different coffee cup this morning. Normally, mm-hmm. I use a rubber grommeted coffee cup so that when I set mm-hmm. it down, you don't hear it. But today, I don't have well. that. I have a, a slate. So I what was a coaster, basically, and a metal cup. So right. I don't know if you were hearing that. Well, I had to find a coaster to put the so that you don't hear it. Anyway, so so fly Alaska. Cammy worked fly last Alaska. night. Alaska. We're the same airline where a pilot tried to turn off the again. engine mid-flight while and on mushrooms, and now we're so proud to say it has not that's been our second worst flight. Alaska Airlines still better than my spirit. wife, whom I love dearly. Want to be clear about this? I worship the ground she walks upon. And I do not know why the hell we have cell phones. I don't know why we pay for them. I really don't. Nobody nobody in my family answers them. They don't respond to texts. They don't. My son doesn't answer the call. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, that uh, that pushed us back uh, quite Quite a bit this morning. Yeah, but that was okay. That, that's quite that's all right. Fine, because Rod needed the extra time anyway. Yeah, I was sleeping in. Because? Sleeping off some brandy I had last night. And why did you have the brandy? Uh, well, actually, it helped with the cough that I had. I'm still sick, yeah, and I'm not in Hawaii. But uh, so brandy there was, was good. So there was that. So we didn't do a lot of show prep on, on that end because of that. And then normally, I do... Most of the final prep on Saturday evenings. Uh-huh. So it would have been last night. But I had a distraction again. So we're through the first two weeks of uh-huh. school. So I've got a, they call it a midterm, but it's, I, I guess, I don't know. It's just an exam. 
Uh for world history. 130 questions. So it's basically a two-hour exam if you take a minute per question. And it's due on Monday because I'm an online student, so I can do this at my pace. But it's due by midnight, Tempe time on, on Monday. Okay. So I'm thinking to myself, well, I'll just do it Monday afternoon, right? Which is fine. That'll give me time to do all the stuff that I need to do to get ready for WTF and and Dave does history. and. But then I got the results of my bone scan. Mm-hmm. Now, it may seem that the two are completely unrelated, but here's the thing. And I don't know that I've told anybody this. Not here anyway. Uh So the bone scan came back, and what an adventure that was. So after all of my concerns about the the IV issues, I get there. They have to stick me four times. That's bad. Four times. And they keep saying, there's two corpsmen, two former United States Navy corpsmen doing this. And they keep saying, well, that vein is really big. I don't know why I can't get this in here. As they wiggle the damn thing around. and Oh, I hate that. Oh. And he says, are you okay? I said, well, I haven't punched you so far, so I guess I'm okay. Uh-huh. And he just started laughing. Anyway, so, of course, I got that. And the whole time I'm I'm thinking, so I'm going to yell at Cammie for this because Cammie's the reason why I'm already she panicked about that. Right. She totally jinxed it. So they get that done. They get me on the table. They do the first scan, which is without the the contrast. Uh-huh. Then they inject you with the contrast and send you away for four hours. Tell you to come back. Which it did. I'm on the table. They do the scan. So I'm naturally curious. I keep asking the guy, okay, so so what does this actually show? Because I'm looking at the scan. Uh-huh. The, the screen is right in front of me. And I'm like, I don't know what this means. I'm not a, I didn't even stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, so I have no idea what this means. You're not a radiologist. And he says to me, quote, oh, it would show things like infections or if it's coming undone or all that kind of stuff. Or if it's just normal. If it were just normal, Mm -hmm. it would show that. And then he says to me, so when's your next doctor's appointment? Of course. I, I always, yeah. That's and a good said, tell, isn't it? I said, I, I don't know, because doesn't it kind of depend on what this scan shows? I mean, if the scan shows everything is fine, and all this pain and suffering is just in my head, I, I don't really need a doctor's appointment, do I? And he says, well, you might want to check with him, just in case. Yeah. And I should have realized right then, but I didn't, because yeah. I was distracted by trying to get ready for a world history exam. Were you worried about growing any kind of like third appendages? I was or anything hoping like that, for superpowers, you know? but my wife and I actually had a discussion last night about what superpowers I was hoping to get. She was afraid that I was going to have super or Spider-Man superpowers. Why was she afraid of that? I don't know. She thinks that Spider-Man is stupid. Oh, because all he can do is hang from buildings. And, and I said, yes, but he can kiss, kiss you upside down. To which I got a far too detailed response about why that would not be good. <laughs> All of which I found disappointing. That's too funny. So anyway, he, the, the x-ray guy or the radiologist guy, sorry, nuclear medicine dude says, yeah. says, well, you'll have the results in a couple of hours. Why would I have the results? Don't you think they ought to send them to the doctor? But. Here's the one nice thing. As screwed up as HMOs and mm-hmm. medical insurance is these days, the actual care that they deliver seems to be pretty good. That's been my, my observations. Right. It's, it's the bureaucratic side that sucks. Yes. And I think they do it on purpose. So I get home, and I'm, I swear to God, I, I hadn't been home five minutes, and ding, email comes in. You have new test results. Log into my chart and see your test results. So I do. And I still, I don't speak medical ease. Uh-huh. And of course, it's all written in medical ease. 
Well, come to find out, once you decipher the whole thing, there are multiple possibilities, but there is clearly something wrong. So so the peasants rejoiced that at least you're not... Exactly. Yeah. That's what I said to a good friend of mine at Subvets yesterday was, at least now I know there really is something wrong. Mm -hmm. It's not just in my head. Now, what is actually wrong is still up in the air. It could be just infected, which is seemingly unlikely. Which, how, how would they treat that anyway? Well, antibiotics, I'm sure. But here's the problem with an infection. Wouldn't an infection have other indicators? Uh-huh. Fevers. There would be. Other problems, none of which I have. So then it comes to the next possibility, which is that the the upper section of the knee replacement is coming undone. It's coming disconnected. Which, that would be a problem. It is a problem. And I have all the symptoms of that happening. Instability, pain, burning. You know, There's like seven symptoms of this. I have all of them. So now I have in my hands proof of a major problem with my knee again. Yeah. Which means that I have to go to the Veterans Administration on Monday. Oh, because it's a prior condition. To submit all this. And, of course, Monday was when I was going to take my exam. Okay. And I've just been informed, like in the last 15 minutes, that my grandson also has a rescheduled hockey game on Monday. Uh Uh-oh. So all of this stuff comes up on Monday, which means that I need to go ahead and get this exam done. Uh Mm-hmm. I do it on Sunday. Well, we do what the frock on Sunday. And while you listeners only get the benefit of somewhere between 45 minutes to an hour of Uh the program, depending on how we're feeling on any given day. Dave slaves over this, besides just recording it. There's a reason why it doesn't get released until around three in the afternoon, Uh because it does take time to, uh, to, to edit the whole thing together. Which you do masterly. Well, I appreciate that. Sometimes I don't think I do a good enough job on it, but, but because it's a double ender podcast, it, it does take some extra work. Plus, I have to do the intro. So I have to find clever, clever things to put in the intro. Uh-huh. So that takes time. So I thought, eh, do I really want to hunker down for a two-hour test on Sunday? Oh, and the, the game tonight, Kansas City and Buffalo, uh-huh. which is not on Peacock, which I want to pay attention to. Okay. I don't really have a horse in the game, uh, to be frank, as things stand right now. Kind of pulling for the Lions. Yeah, but, I don't care for Kansas City. Right. Buffalo's going to smack either one of them. Right. I wouldn't mind seeing Tampa Buffalo, Bay. Uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, they look they look good, at least in the second half. So I'm yeah. thinking Sunday's not going to be any good. So by this time, it's already 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon because we had subvets yesterday morning. It was a long meeting. Um, You'll be happy to know that I am no longer the base commander for the Bremerton Submarine Base. I've been termed out. Okay. Okay. So that's a, that's a good thing. So I don't have that job anymore. People keep saying to me for the last week, people have been saying to me, well, what are we going to do about this? And I would look at them and go, that is what I refer to as a turnover item. Uh-huh. <laughs> Talk to the next person. <laughs> I'm not going to be here. So anyway, so it comes down to, I have to take this test last night. Okay. So it came down to preparation for what the frock history test. Well, Hence why you didn't drink any kind of, you know, Wyoming whiskey. Right, anything. right. And to top it all off, I paid a lot of money to go to, to the history yeah. te- history class. But I don't get paid squat to do this. So yeah. I said, well, prep for this will just have to suffer this week. So I took the exam, which I'd be happy to know that I got an 88 on. Oh, good. 114 out of 130. But even that said, I think I did better than that. Because my teacher, professor, because you're supposed to call her professor, sorry, is important. <laughs> and she doesn't even say that. She has her lackey tell you that. You must okay. refer to her as professor. Can't speak English. Or certainly can't write English. Okay. How do scholars call the earliest human-like primates? What? 
How, How do, do scholars, scholars call the earliest human-like primates? Not on a telephone. Homo habilis, great apes, homo sapiens, hominoids. Well, I think it's a what. There's, a, there's what an they... an, exactly. It's the question is what. Yeah. But if you're one of these crazy kids that are in this class that are like panicked about everything. Oh, sure. You're, you're already having problems. The answer, by the way, is hominids. Um, but then, then you get this. Um, where's the one that I just hated? True or false? You ready? Okay. I'm ready. Human foraging communities of the Americas develop, or I'm sorry. Human foraging communities, communities of the Americas independently began process towards the development of agricultural and animal domestication. Ooh, uh, independently process. Independent of what? We're yeah. missing some modifiers here in this sentence. Now, again, I, I know that she doesn't write English real well. so well, And you don't want to correct her. Don't ever correct a professor. Oh, I've given up on that. I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm not even being communicative. I'm just answering questions and moving on. Yeah, so the answer, by the way, is true. But what she means is independently of Europe <laughs> and, and Indo-Eurasian. But she doesn't say that. So what if it was independent of alien invasions or alien influence? Independent of each other. Right. Well, that's true too. They did that. The Mesoamericans particularly did not, uh, did not really. Anyway, bunch of questions like that with really sure. tragically poor grammar from a school that then turns around and sends me an email saying, you know, you got to take some English courses. I'm like, okay, great. Have your professor do the same thing. Yeah. Cause she does not speak English goodly. I don't want to, I don't want to take the one she's taken already. Right. Right. But she's a professor, Dave. So there was that distraction, which I successfully navigated. I completed the test. It was a two-hour test. I took it an hour and 20 minutes, which is about – that's about 20 minutes slower than I normally would have uh -huh. because I have a test-taking strategy. All these tests are multiple choice. Okay. Okay. So I have a test strategy that I've taught people for years. Write this down, folks. I'm giving you this for free. Okay? When you take a multiple-choice exam like that – Here's what you do. You sit down with the test, and they say start. You go through the test in its entirety first. You only answer, the first time you go through it, you only answer the questions that you absolutely, without a doubt, don't even have to think about it, no. Check. Uh -huh. The second time you go through the test, you answer questions that you have to do calculations or computations or Write something down, stuff you have to actually work out to get the right answer. The third time you go through the test, you just guess on what's left. And what you'll find is that the first time you go through it, you'll panic because you go, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. And you might answer maybe if you're really good a third of the questions. The second time you go through it, you'll find, oh, wait, I just talked about that. The answer to that was in this other question. Uh-huh, exactly. And, you'll, you'll find, and by the third time, when you get down to guessing, there'll be maybe maybe 10% of the questions left that you might have to actually guess on. But you'll have a better mindset. This strategy, though, assumes that you can go back because there are some tests. There are some tests, including this one, that you cannot go back on. And that's So you that's, have to take your time. It's screwed up my system. Plus, you only get a minute to answer each question, which, because I'm in radio, I know that a minute is freaking forever. But yeah. most people here, they only oh, have a minute to do this, and they just automatically go into panic mode. In the meantime, because it's an open book test, here's what my strategy was. I would answer the question, and then I would go check my answer just to make sure. Okay. And I still missed 16 still, questions, yeah. probably because they were just grammatically, and, and I didn't read the question correctly, I'm sure, because... That's usually my problem, is not reading the question correctly. It wasn't written in English. So there was English. that distraction, right? Yeah. French-Russian is what she speaks. French Russian. Yes, she's she's natural born Russian of French Palestinian descent. So does she speak French with a Russian accent? I have no idea. Or is it I'll, I'll send you Russian the link with a French video. accent? I'll, I'll send you the link to her introductory video. Okay. And this is again, 
This is an online schooling, and this is what I'm talking about. She's not teaching an online class. She's teaching a traditional class uh-huh. that she's being told you have to put online. Because remember all this crap about the book that we talked about last week? The book yeah. showed up right after we got done with the show last week. I have yeah. it right here. So it's 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 literally right here. Okay? Ta-da! Okay. Yeah, so the book shows $95. up. $95. So in the meantime, plus shipping. In plus the shipping. meantime, all these people complaining about this, right? She sends out an email and says, here's the first five chapters in PDF format. Oh, after and, this res- and, and then she asks me, why did you say you didn't have the book? I made it available via PDF for the first five chapters. And my response was, and this is how I'm, I'm not going to do well in this class, because my response was, why didn't you make the whole damn thing available and charge me $50 for it? Did you use the word damn? I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're not going to meet. And I got no response to that. So, no, anyway. no, no. So there was that distraction. Challenged her, Dave. I'm going to, and it's one of the things I said to one of the other people in class. They were like, "Why, why are you? You know, it's because I'm 60 years old and I don't care. I yeah. know what's important. And believe me, number one, nobody gives a flying bleep what your grades are here. I know no. you all think that that matters." doesn't matter unless you've got yeah. a scholarship or something that's dependent on yeah that GPA would be the only thing or a student loan for which you need a 2.0 it doesn't matter nobody can, nobody is going to interview you for a job and say well what you was only your GPA? Got a, yeah you only got a 67 in world history 109 so we can't hire you sorry nobody cares believe me nobody in the employment world even cares that the mayans played a game, a very rough, dangerous game with a hard rubber ball that could kill people. Nobody cares. I but, passed my college history history class, and I skipped out half of the session after the semester. Literally could. I mean, literally, he, 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 he was, it was a midterm and a final essay, and I, I did the midterm, and I got like a B on the midterm, and I skipped the last half of the year, and I totally BSed the final. And got a D in the class and passed it. I'm happy. I'm cool. My favorite one of all time was in seminary. We had a pastoral care final exam. They blocked out four hours for this thing. Ugh. They got us in the auditorium. You have to have three seats on either side of you between each person. Right? Four yeah. hours for a 50-question exam. Ugh. The instructor, a guy by the name of Larry Broom, stands up front and he says, If you have any questions... Come down front and ask me. You may begin. And so there's this this line instantly. People going down. What does this word mean in the question? I don't understand this question. Can you rephrase? Line. 20 people deep. Right? There's only 53 of us in the, mm-hmm. the class. Anyway, after 22 minutes, I get up and go down front to ask a question. I wait in line patiently. And he looks at me and says, you have a question? And I said, yes. He says, what's your question? I handed him the test and said, can I go now? That's funny. (laughs) He looked at it and said, don't you want to check your answers? I said, well, I already figured out that to pass the course, I only need a 17 on this test, and I can guess better than that. That's funny. Okay. So there was that distraction, all all this academic stuff. Then I get up this morning, and I'm informed... Actually, it was last night I was informed that my son, whom I also love dearly, but my son, I'm not sure how to say this politely, my son is weird. Yeah. He's a gamer. So you know yeah. what I'm talking about. I, I know, I know. My son's kind of weird too. Plus, he's homeschooled. My son has always been very awkward. Yeah. I mean, spatially unaware. Of yes, anything going on around him? Same thing. Right. Well, apparently his friends online have informed him that they think that he is on the spectrum, unquote. Oh, and now he's deeply concerned about this and wants to be tested. Okay. And my response to this was to my wife, who was trying to trying to have a serious conversation with me about this, was. Well, let's get him tested. Maybe he is, and maybe we can get some disability money for him. <laughs> disability money. That is hilarious. So there was maybe that. Maybe you are, son. Cha-ching. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. 
Thanks for that tax credit, child tax credit that's going to go up next year, too. That's, yes. Anyway, so those were my distractions for why I couldn't get ready for the show today. Okay. But I'm here, and I'm ready to discuss several things that Rod was texting to me last night as he was inebriated. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. The excuse was, well, I'm sick, I don't feel good. I am sick. And this makes me feel good. I got the entire family sick, actually. So how much of the bottle of brandy did you actually drink? I think it was about half. So but Over on a four-hour period. On the plus side, he did do some show prep because he kept sending me WTF stories. Yeah. Some of which are pretty funny. Some of which we may not even get to. I don't know. But that's where we're at today. So hang on going to be a wild ride. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Dave. I am Rod. One of the things I got hit with in, in uh, U.S. History 109, sorry, mm-hmm. World History 100, U.S. History 109, which is a class that, by the way, I'm very much enjoying. That's good. He, the professor is very well adapted to online schooling. Everything is online, and I mean everything. It's nice when it's that way. And and he's well, his lectures are great. They're not so stilted that you fall asleep as he's staring into the camera. And I love the fact that he screws things up. He makes mistakes. And he's got See, the history class I told you about was lecture only. And he was, he was entertaining, but I am not an audio person. I know I'm not an audio learner. Well, I'm more, I wish it was more audio than video, video, but. Because then I could listen to it podcast-wise while I watch mm-hmm. stuff, as opposed to carrying my iPad. But he's got this little hand thing that he waves when he screws up. Okay. <laughs> We're backing up and starting over. It's great. Anyway, one of the things he was talking about was the fact that the Puritans, you know who the Puritans were, right? Yeah, the Pilgrims, the, yeah. the people that came, they hated being called Puritans. They would. They hated that. They yeah, it was derogatory. It, they considered it very derogatory. Yeah. Pejorative. They hated that. And so what do we call them today? Puritans. Because we don't Puritans, care. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care. I was going to say Baptists, but. <laughs> um, Calvinists is actually what they were. Calvinists, yeah. But same thing happens with the Federalists <laughs> and Anti-Federalists. The Anti-Federalists hated that term. They can, The Anti-Federalists of 1788 and 1789 actually called themselves the Federalists. They believed that they were the Federalists. And they hated the fact that they were labeled anti-federalists by the people who were actually anti-federalists and usurped their name. And so throughout history, you have this mindset of people being labeled and hating that label. Mm-hmm. How many times did I get a call? Dave, you just another Rush Limbaugh wannabe. I may be a lot of things, but I don't want to be Rush Limbaugh. And I never thought no. that I ever... The only thing I ever stole from Rush Limbaugh was the going over the the soft break to to which everyone does now. So which everyone does now because they've all figured out how that works. I hated that, but now we have people who are essentially neo Nazis Mm -hmm. calling themselves patriots, Mm -hmm. and see, I hate that because they are not patriots, but I. What I hate most about that is the fact that I can't use the term patriot about myself because now patriot, the word patriot, it's, it's derogatory. Has now. Be, it's derogatory. It's become code for you're a white nationalist neo-Nazi. Right? Yeah. How does that happen? These patriots who are actually neo-Nazis, this is a group called the Patriot Front. Yes. And you heard them in the intro today as they explained to you. The feds. Well, we're going to get there. (laughs) As these people explain to you that everything that's happening right now is a conspiracy of brown and black people to turn the entire country into slums 
And of course, it's all being done by the Jews who are digging tunnels under New York City. All they need to add in there is a, a woman aspect to it, right? Mm. They would have covered everything at that point. Well, as you know, 25% of women in this country are being treated for mental illness. Okay. I didn't know that. Which means that 75% of them are unmedicated. That is hilarious. So these Jewish, these Jews who are digging tunnels under New York for nefarious purposes are the cause of all this reaction from these patriots, neo-Nazis. Now, maybe you've seen this thing about the tunnels in, in Brooklyn. (laughs) Maybe you haven't. I don't know. Just Google it. You'll see what I'm talking about. But here's the problem. This is the biggest problem that I have. This is the same problem that Moms for Liberty has with the Zieglers. Okay? Uh You have people that have gone rogue, but it reflects on your organization. You can stand there all day long and say, these people are not not representative. doesn't matter because they have your label. It's called taint. Yeah, it is. And this is the same problem that Chabad, which just happens to be the denomination of Judaism that I belong to, okay. has with these tunnels in, quote-unquote, New York City. Yeah. Now, are they really tunnels? Kind of. But what they really are is a bunch of stupid kids. Uh-huh who have it set in their mind that they are right and everybody else is wrong. Okay. And have decided that they wanted the synagogue at 770, which is what Chabad headquarters is called, expanded. They want the synagogue to be bigger. And the only way to do that is to knock out a wall, dig through the basement because it's in a basement, uh-huh. and, and make it bigger. And so they decided that if they went ahead and did this, dug all the tunnels, dug all the the basement out, then it would be a fait accompli, and it would be done, and everybody would go, well, we didn't approve it, but it's here, so. It's it's better to ask forgiveness than permission, right? In some, some ways, yes. Yeah. But of course, they got caught doing this. And the reaction of the people that actually run the synagogue was, um, did you even pull a permit to do this? Uh-huh. Did you think about the fact that if you dig out the basement, the building above it might have structural problems? Any of that cross your minds? Or, you know, <laughs> or were you just, you know, we got to expand the synagogue kind of thing. So they brought in a a the cement mixer to fill it. Oh yeah. Cause they had to, right. You, you can't have that structural issue hanging around. And of course this is what led to the riot because they were upset that the dump truck had been called in the fill. This has been turned into, did you know that Jews are digging tunnels under New York city for nefarious purposes? Well, they're they're known for that, aren't they? Clearly, we're going to use these tunnels to invade Gaza. Yeah, I guess I don't. So these patriot people are marching, talking about the Jews mm-hmm. digging tunnels under New York City, which is really just a Brooklyn and B, literally one building mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. Now, the bigger problem with these patriot people is that everybody in, I don't even know what to call it anymore, conservative? 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 I don't even know what to call it anymore. Really don't. Right-wing, sane people? Believe that these, okay, MAGA dump. Everyone on the right basically believes that these patriot people, these patriot front marching people, are just a bunch of federal agents who are staging this whole thing as kind of a, what was that operation where Eric Holder was sending guns to Mexico yeah. to, to increase crime so that they could pass more gun laws. Yeah. 
everybody on the conservative right basically thinks that this whole thing is just an act to generate hatred, to in, increase government reaction to this. Well, Dave, you, you do have to admit it is kind of comical in a way that these guys are all dressed alike, doing the same, you know, doing the same thing. And, and I'm certain that there's, there's got to be at least one federal informant somewhere in there. At least one. Yeah. I would look, I have no, I have no doubt of that. I mean, January 6th clearly had look for the one that suggested wearing khakis. (laughs) Look look for the one that has the khaki concession because that's all right. That's another story altogether. Even Elon Musk is tweeting that he believes that these are, these people are all feds. Yeah. That they're all fake, that they are all phony. And so if you're those world, guys, do you like this attention being, being linked to feds or no? Again, if you are a fed, if this, if this is true and they are all feds, yes, they like the attention. Yes. If they're not really feds, then I, I don't you, know. I mean, do you think they'd have a press message? conference and say something, right? You could, but I, I, I mean, they're neo-Nazis. These are people that hate everybody. So what's their goal, though? They're marching. What's the purpose of their marching? To, to get, get more the followers? word out that the government is being overrun by Jews and that the Jews are using the illegal immigrants and the regular immigrants people who are brown and black to suppress the white race, which is the, the America is the only place the white race has, you know, according yeah. to them. So it's it. There's no, nowhere else in, in the world that white people can go. Norwegia. Well, there's that, but, but you know, Iceland. Well, that's going to blow up. Cooley. So though, I mean, if you got to go, volcano is kind of cool. <laughs> Top five ways you want to die. I always told my mom, if I'm going to go, I want to go on the space shuttle blowing up. Because yeah, at least be- everybody would see it. Everybody knows what happened. Yeah. I mean, it probably hurts, but. Arm over here, leg over there. Or, or you just fall seven miles. And- You've got his eyeball. I've got his hair. Anyway. Pull- that's a song, Dave. In the, in, the the X world, song. in the X world of social media, you can't even argue about these people. Are they feds or not? It's not even arguable. It's an article of faith. All of these Patriot Front people are federal mm-hmm. agents. They're federal actors, hired actors to portray white nationalists mm-hmm. for the sole intention of creating an incident which will then allow the government of course, controlled by us Jews, because that's what we do when we're not taking exams on world history. We, we're conspiring to take over the world. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're going to hate the Jews, I mean, what are your options, Dave? Skinhead? Okay. Look at how they dress and versus the khaki guys. I don't know. I'd rather be a khaki, khaki guy. Khaki doll the- shirt. <laughs> yeah, but they <laughs> wear the face. See, I said, why do you wear the masks? I don't understand. And, of course, that just feeds into the whole thing. Well, they wear the masks, so you can't identify them. They don't want to lose their jobs. Well, according to the ex-people, their job is to be a fake Patriot Front Nazi. Yeah. They're being paid for this. And here's the problem with all this stuff, is that I don't know what to believe anymore. Is it possible that this is just a front group being manipulated by the feds? For the sole purpose of creating chaos so that the government can, can increase its control of things? If you'd asked me that uh-huh. 25 years ago, I would have said, what do you get the hell out of here? <laughs> I mean, it's quite possible. Today, it's that's pl- what I'm saying to myself. Right? It's, it's, it, it's, it's plausible. That's I, the thing. It's- I, can't, I can't automatically eliminate it anymore. I can't say, no, stop being a Puritan. Now yeah. I have to look at it and go, well, especially with the January 6th insurrectionists, right? They keep saying insurrection, but when you, it was just a, it was a riot. I'm not even sure it was hand. a riot. No. Well, I mean, it started as a protest, but then 
Well, and then they started opening doors to let people in. So it's kind of like, well. Right. How does that, I mean, there's just, there's just so much. And, and so you look at it and go, well, if, if, if they're faking that, you know, if, if they did all that to set up, mm-hmm. why are we, uh, <laughs> I, this is, my, this is my point, right? Is that I don't know anymore. I don't know what to believe and 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 I can't just automatically eliminate things anymore. Well, it doesn't that mean that that the media has failed its responsibility to do any kind of investigative research and Would you believe them if they did? Let's say well, the now, media. No. Let's say the media, whoever that is, does a full investigative report and comes back and says, "No, the Patriot Front is just a bunch of neo-Nazis." Uh, you, What's you the can't response? Believe them now. The, What's you, the response from Elon Musk and the and the Xers? Yeah, it's the it's the you know, fake news. Yeah. Now. And how am I supposed to know what to believe? Now you say to me, well, you just got to do your own research. Okay. How do I do that? It'd be on the do internet. I, and But what sources do you use? Or do I go to a Patriot dude rally and go, excuse me, are you a fed? Can you prove you're not a fed? Yeah. Rod, can you prove that you, you you have never, ever publicly denied having involvement in the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> what? Yeah. This is the same problem with global warming. Do you know that the polar ice caps are melting? I, I haven't been there recently. Exactly. I've never been there. The only way that I can believe one side or the other is to actually go there and see for myself. Uh-huh. How do I do that? You can't. Now, once upon a time, I was on the Navy plan. I guess if I had to work things out, I could have gone up in the Navy submarine and gone, well, here we are. But here's the problem. The Navy keeps, t- the Navy keeps telling me, we have to prepare for global warming, and so we're doing all these things that we can to. Yeah, but the Navy's been politicized, too, to an extent. And the Navy is conducting what they call ICE-X, which is where they send a bunch of submarines from NATO up to the Arctic, and they all surface through the ice and have a big party. Okay. Well, how can ice. you do that if there's ice? If there's no ice? Yeah. What? Ugh, I don't know who to believe. I don't know how I'm supposed to believe it. you got to look at the actions. You can't believe the words. Well, I still apply the Adams rule, which is very simply, if you give me a fact, these are all feds. Mm -hmm. The Adams rule says, all right, in order for that to be true, what else has to be true? Well, they would all have to shop at the same store. (laughs) Or be supplied by the same person. Or be supplied by the same person. Has anybody looked into that? Yeah. Pretty amazing that they all have exactly the right size. Pretty amazing that, you know, yeah. I mean, I go to sub vets yesterday and we got people that have, you know, we wear a, a vest. We call it the colors. Yeah. And we all have different kinds of vests. Some of us have piping on it. Some of us don't. Some of us have writing on the back. Some of us don't. Some of us have patches. We all have different patches. But these people are all absolutely identical. I can't get 55 people to, to be identical. No. How? I don't and know maybe, what to Maybe they're, you know, maybe they're Jews, Dave. See? Maybe they are Jews and they're the just Judean pretending. people's front. Yes. Maybe they're just <laughs> pretending to be the crack suicide squad of the people's front of Judea. Or, yes. or the Judean people's front. <laughs> what have the Romans ever done for us? <laughs> Um, so how do I know <coughs> I consider myself to be a fairly reasonable, relatively, relatively intelligent person who can't say the word relatively and I can't figure it out. And Elon freaking Musk, the richest man in the world who is launching rockets into space is telling me they're all feds. What do I do? Yeah. Well, and that, that's the nice thing about Twitter, though. Really, I mean, the only way to con- to confront bad information is more information, as you've said before, right? 
So we have more information. There's people out there. Someone's going to film them doing, doing something, right? We'll, we'll get there. We just don't know today. Well, in the meantime, I guess I need to start digging some tunnels under my house because apparently that's what we Jews do. We dig tunnels. No, you sell them the clothing. Dave, in today's WTF segment, you know, how would you like to do a, do nothing for a living? Well, there are a lot of people that argue that's what I do do. Well, all, yeah, all you I, do I, is talk. There, there is a Japanese man who has been so successful at doing nothing for others, he now does it for free. Basically, there's a guy who would rent himself out. So if you if someone needed like, you know, two people, if you if it requires two people to go into a restaurant, someone would rent him to come in with them as a as a companion right. just to get into places. But that's not or, doing nothing. Or, you know, if you needed like an you know, if you wanted to drive in the handicap not in the handicap lane, <laughs> but the you know, you hire the person to sit in your car so you can, you right, can get that. Right. Yeah. In the so HIV that, lane. So now this guy was so successful, he was making three hundred dollars a day. In, J- in Japan, right, being rented, and it's no sex. He doesn't do sex, but he's been so successful that he doesn't charge now. All he says is, "You cover my my travel, and you feed me, and if it's if staying is lodging, you just pay for that." He's like, "You don't have to pay him to do anything," and so he just sits there. He doesn't want a conversation with anybody. He doesn't want to be doesn't want to be your friend. So that's and he's this doing guy. this for free now. He says he's doing it for free now. He just cover my expenses. That's it. He's Does married. He, he has why a family. He does this for free? Oh well, there um, you go. He's getting married and got a family. That's yeah. Why. He he gets out. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have to deal with that. You know, his kids was, being told that they're in the spectrum. Or I bet there was some tax implications. And he there probably was to do it for free because that way he doesn't have to fool around with whatever their version of the IRS is. Yeah, he doesn't have to pay taxes now. Yeah. Do you want IRS. me to hang out and be with you? Just feed me. Well, isn't that the guy's dream, though, man? Hey, you know what? Cover cover the cost of my travel, my lodging, and feed me. I'm good. Yeah, and I don't have to pay taxes on it. Yeah, and I don't have to talk to you either. Let's see, 300 times 352. So that's $105,000 a year. Dear IRS, I do nothing. Yeah. Yeah, how do, you, how do you claim that? I, yeah. Right. I'm betting there was a tax angle to this. He's a rental guy is what he calls himself. So anyway, a stuntman steering a car with his feet while sitting on its roof. Dot through the windshield or what would be the windshield? No, he was sitting on the roof. So the sunroof, I assume. Oh, the sunroof. It doesn't say that there was a sunroof, but he was sitting on the roof. So there was either sunroof or they cut a hole in steering the car with his feet. Dot, dot, dot. You don't have to be, you don't have to be a genius to figure out where this is going, do you? No. Because the segment is called WTF. WTF. Yeah. He lost control of the car. I'm a shock Shocker. by that. Yeah. Struck a barrier during the expo- exhibition in the northern Italian city of Verona on Friday, injuring nine spectators. That's not even the. Did they pay money though to what to to? So you have no to idea. See this? I have no idea. But that I would be the, the 20, tragedy. I live in the 21st century, so I don't even have to imagine this. I don't even have to say in my mind's eye. Okay, I can see him sitting on the roof, steering with his feet, losing. Because there's video of it, of course. Mm-hmm. 
shows him exiting the cab, taking his place on the roof, and starting to steer with his feet before the car quickly spins out of control, striking the barrier where dozens of people were standing to watch the show. So I'm assuming they did pay. Many people tumbled to the ground. Nine were taken to the hospitals for light injuries, including bruisers. bruises. The announcer can be heard in the video saying, He's driving like that. Excitedly. Before his tone grows more urgent, and he says, Attention! Get out of the way! <laughs> the stuntman, you'll be happy to know, was not injured. The event was part of the Motorbike Expo. Why he's in a Which car explains why he's in a car. <laughs> Which still is running through Sundays, and uh, you can get tickets online. Which is the kind of thing that makes me say, WTF? back. I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. So one of the things that Saturday Night Live does well, Uh although over the course of 40 years, has it been that long? It's been a while. Over the course of 40, 50 years, however long it's been on the air, admittedly some of them are bad misses, but some of them are really good. The John Belushi Donuts. I eat little chocolate donuts for breakfast to get ready uh-huh. for the Olympics. They do these commercials, these fake commercials for stuff. Some of them are really good. Most of them are snicker worthy, but occasionally some of them are bombs. 1975, Dave. Yeah, I know that. I just yeah. don't know how long ago that was. Okay. Now I got to figure that out. <sighs> Couldn't just answer that part, could you? 1975, 49 years. So it's been fi- almost 50 years. Yes, I remember when Saturday Night Live started because we were told, you will not watch that. <laughs> you know who hosted the first episode? No. See, I do because I watched it. And it was freaking funny. And if my parents had found out that we stayed up to watch it, they would have been mad because it was Saturday night. And even though we lived in the mountain time zone, which meant that we didn't actually have to stay up too late, the next morning was, of course, Sunday. Uh-oh. We had to be up for Sunday school. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, it was George Carlin. Back when. Okay. Anyway, so it was uh, every now and then. They, so this week's cold open, or I don't know if it was a cold open or it was just commercial, Alaska Airlines. Okay. Which had the incident with the Boeing 737 with the with the bolts that came off yeah, the door the, and poof. The door plug. Right. And the tagline for the commercial is, Alaska Airlines, you didn't die, but at least you got a great story. <laughs> That's funny. Which is hysterical. And if you watch the whole thing, it ends with the guy... I forget his name. Sorry. You can watch it and see. But at the end of it, he says, remember, we're the same airline that had a pilot try to turn off the engines mid-flight while high on mushrooms. And that's still, and we're happy to say now, that's our second worst flight. (laughs) Which is just great. Yeah. Well, I say all this to tell you that I found it hysterical. I don't fly for a lot of reasons, one of which is I find flying very uncomfortable. Okay. The second reason that I don't fly is because anything less than, say, a, I don't know, couple thousand miles, it's almost just as quick to drive. Almost. By the time you have to be at the airport early, get through the thing, wait for the delays. 
get to the next place you're going. The delay is there waiting for you. Might as well just drive. I'd rather take two days to drive to Denver than fly to Denver. But Dave, it's only an hour and a half flight. Yeah, once you're on the plane. But it's all the other stuff that just isn't worth it to me. But that said, <laughs> I also have these irrational fears, knowing full well that it's very, uh-huh. I have a better chance of being killed driving, but but I still have these irrational fears about about that, which is weird because, as I said earlier, if I'm going to die, I want everybody to know about it. Okay. Which, if I die in a rollover accident on I-15, isn't going to happen. But if if I well, die, if you, in a, if you die driving your car with your feet, you know, right, sitting on the roof, I mean, at least make it would at least make WGN news. WTF? It'd make WTF, man. True. You have to promise me that that would happen. So. Okay. Anyway, I found this Alaska fake commercial to be funny. On the Dave scale, I rate it as funny. Okay. I guffawed. I laughed. I snickered. I did. Cammy oh, watch it too. She has not seen it yet. Okay. Because Cammy doesn't fly unless she's on Violet Valium. She really? does not fly unless she's high. I mean, she just she can't do it. Okay. I, the, the most miraculous story about us being married is that she flew to Modesto. She flew to Sacramento to meet me because she does not fly at all. Okay. She, she has to have. She must have Valium to even get to the airport, let alone on an airplane. That's so amazing. She doesn't like to do it. Yeah, it really is. If you think about it. So, anyway, what I want to say is, I found this to be hysterically funny. But I live in the 21st century, which means that while I found it funny, and while Rod Wolf found it funny, and you may have found it funny, you know what happened as soon as this got out there. Sure, I'm sure Alaska Airlines had something to say about it. Well, it wasn't even Alaska, but literally the first comment on it was, why are you picking on Alaska? It wasn't Uh, Alaska. It was Boeing. Yeah, but they bought the airplane. Alaska bought the airplane, so... This is offensive. All of these people might have been killed. But they weren't. They weren't. And now they have a great story, which is true, right? Yeah. And the iPhone that fell out that landed perfectly fine. Which is, I mean, if you're Apple, isn't that a commercial? Yeah. You can Except drop for the fact iPhone. that you know you can drop your iPhone from your from your hand to the floor and it lands on its corner and cracks the glass, so somehow, yeah, yeah. I just uh, the commercial kind of ends with one with the, one of the stories telling that I was scared to death when it was happening, but now that I'm back at work, I'm the most popular person here. Everybody wants to stop by my cubicle and hear me tell the story about the kid whose shirt got sucked out. <laughs> It's great. Yeah. Which is true then, because... And they actually got to practice the whole oxygen mask thing, right? Right. Right. It's fantastic. Which is one of my favorite sayings, and you've probably heard me say this many times. I say it to my son all the time, when he's complaining about something that was so terrible. I look at him and I say, with all the concern that I can muster from deep in my soul, but did you die? And he'll look at me and say, well, no. And I'll say, well, then you had an adventure. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Thanks. Thanks for that. And on that note, I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. And this has been... What the frock? My friend Chester, we're going across the street and over to the pick and save to buy some sausage meat and there, while in the road, along came a speeding truck and dumb Chester forgot to duck and it's over here, guts over there, you've got his eyeball, I've got his hair, poor Chester, he is no more. 